Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, thank you for joining me today on my channel Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. Sexual assault, rape, pedophilia, sexual harassment, why people like Harvey Weinstein get to do the things they do, and the other side of the coin. This video sort of covers a lot. Considering all the news going on lately, I just went off on all the thoughts that stemmed up. I put off this video for so long and yet it is still so relevant. So I'll start with an intro before diving into specific points. I want to start off by saying that it is absolutely wrong to violate someone's personal boundaries, particularly physical boundaries, and more particularly in a sexual way. This seems obvious, but it apparently occurs very frequently. Rape, sexual abuse, or taking advantage of someone through sexual experience seems like the most horrific violation against another human being, if you compare them all, because it has to do with a person's dignity, a part of us that we truly own. We know that slavery is wrong because it removes a person's autonomy over their body, the vehicle they use to shape their destiny. It is hard for me to describe exactly why sexual assault is so egregious, but I know these two violations share the same root of using someone else or going against their personal will. I know rape is an extreme version of this and there are related incidents of coercion and power. Other than physical force, when two people are not meeting as equals, the mental affirmation of consent is not always clear. Although my saying that is not to remove the agency or personal responsibility of both parties. It is also wrong to be accused of committing such serious acts if you didn't do them or to exaggerate normal human interaction to create victims. So we should be careful when it comes to the public arena, though people can decide how they feel about a person and whether or not they want to have anything to do with them politically. But we should especially focus on ourselves and the role that we play in our individual lives rather than just making it seem like it's something out there with the people on TV. This is not to ask for perfection, but I think we should really turn the questions back to ourselves because, as with everything, the things we see play out on a larger scale tend to be close to home and also playing out on a smaller scale. We play a part in our communities, work, family, or otherwise, but it is too easy to put evil in some distant group far away. That was the introduction. To get into the meat of the topic, I first want to talk about the sanctity of sex. Why is it so sacred to the human being? Why is it so wrong to not have personal control over our own sexual interactions? But also, what are the messages we are putting out about sex, even though we are so horrified by incidents of abuse? As I stated earlier, the act of violating someone through their sexual experiences carries more weight than pretty much any other circumstance. I think it's because of its link to creation, the facts that our body are our personal property, that it belongs to the mind associated with it and not anyone else. This is something we have established in many of our societies at the root of abolition movements. By the way, this moral principle had to be fought for in many places around the world, so it's not a given that we respected that about each other in the past. And also, because sexuality is very personal, it is generally explored in a state of vulnerability, and what we do with it shapes our lives. For example, we could have a baby. It is almost a violation of our reason for being, the source of bringing new life into the world, how we recreate ourselves. You don't have to agree with those sentimental descriptions, but to everyone, our sexual parts are a pretty sacred place of the body and we should be the gatekeeper to them, not anybody else. It is obviously not just physical, but a strong psychological access point into our psyche. There is a metaphysical aspect to sex and I'm sorry I can't find the words, but you know what I'm talking about. 
I think. <laughs> However, after stating all of this, I think there are some conflicting messages in how many of us are exposed to sex. If it is something to be so cherished, why do we have such a casual relationship to it? And how do we expect this to not influence others, especially others who may not have the same control of an upstanding citizen due to psychological issues or people who are straight up predators? You may say they would do it anyway, but I strongly believe culture influences how persons behave in society and whether or not they are willing to take a risk to take out some urge in some particular way i'm thinking of movies like american pie or music like dancehall or hip-hop not all that show an irreverence and irreverence can sometimes be good to counter stifling and uptightness but oftentimes it is downright degradation that we go along with i remember i was at a party at my college and some guy was on stage on the mic going like <laughs> i don't want to say it um suck my you know what um bi you know what and he was just saying it over and over and over again in plain english to this beat and they were calling it music and all of these college people were like bobbing their heads just bobbing along like it was some sick rhythm like it was the sickest rhythm them ever did here i was so horrified i considered going up there and telling him to stop i think now maybe i was just hearing the wrong thing but he said it so many times i'm pretty sure i was hearing it right i think there's something weird going on in society i'm going to come off as socially conservative maybe I am I don't think so maybe a little bit but this is not about repression or what people choose to do in their private lives I know sexually repressive cultures have their own issues with sexuality manifesting itself in other ways I might not leave this in the video but I remember hearing about how places like Utah and the Middle East which are very religiously conservative have high rates of the highest higher rates of watching pornography than other places where they aren't so repressed. I do think for the majority of us, the fully expressed human being is a sexual being as well as other aspects of ourselves such as say, being intellectual or creative. But I definitely notice a relationship to sex that is very casual. So we are upset when we see it treated as something transactional, say a woman trades her body for status. But aren't we reinforcing this view of it in many ways? I don't want to sound like a prude or preach to people how to live their lives. However, I think there's a correlation between those things and people not taking it seriously enough or thinking they can get away with things, etc. And we all kind of participate in that with the narratives we entertain ourselves with. I want to point out that our thought relationship to sex affects our actions. Yeah, I know that sounds super obvious, but really go watch some movies or go listen to certain things and observe all the messages out there. Maybe it won't make you do certain things, but there are people out there who have psychosexual issues or who are not stable in certain ways. And maybe it's great to not repress people from exploring sex and sharing their explorations when it's natural, but certain social boundaries are important. So we're saying this is all wrong, but the culture we live in sort of says something different. How are we, as in you and me, promoting, partaking in, or discouraging that kind of culture? Then there's the issue of making it a conflict between men and women. Men and boys, as in children, are also victims of sexual abuse. I definitely acknowledge that in general, men tend to be more powerful physically and also oftentimes in the corporate world have more power. I do believe in general <laughs> that they tend to have more ambitions and make it into positions of leadership more than women, particularly in certain areas. This is a huge generalization, so don't get mad at me, but I mean specifically when thinking of things like testosterone and desire for power and ambition 
men tend to go towards those things so they tend to be in those positions more often not because someone's holding women back so this is not to deny the great correlation of instances where someone is more likely to be coerced being linked to gender but all human suffering is valid not to be weighed and measured against another's but each person's should be acknowledged and encouraged to be processed so that persons don't continue the cycle and both men and women are involved in this this is why rape or sexual assault or sexual harassment should not be framed as a man violating a woman but a person violating another person and that definition of rape that involved penetration i don't know if they changed this i think is wrong i also want to say here that the positive aspect of a man's strength is to be a protector and they can't do that without the same traits that allow them to abuse that difference so we shouldn't just throw them all under the bus i think there's more than just protection i think there is um i don't know like building things <laughs> you know stuff like that whatever and men are not immune to the psychological effects of assault or coercion either as adults or as children but especially as children it's not just one gender we should stop creating these groups that evil exists in evil is a line in every single human being that can be crossed though we may be inclined to do some things due to some category we are in the capacity to commit evil is in every single person and i think i'm gonna say this a lot just to throw some reality in here maybe in adult life men are more likely to use physical assault to sexually abuse women but in childhood women are often aggressors against their children and women outside the family too have power over both younger genders and those negative experiences don't just disappear but influence included in the men who grow up i am not trying to take away from people's experiences i'm not trying to ignore the plethora of powerful men being exposed using their status to commit varying degrees of sexual abuse against women but women are just as involved in this and in many ways everyone is complicit in creating an environment that makes these things possible for example people who see abuse and ignore it for whatever reason or in terms of partaking in things that promote a certain culture i don't think we should be pointing fingers outside when the best thing we can do is change our own actions i don't mean pointing fingers at individual people or not supporting actions we think are immoral but i mean this funny ability we have to only point it out when the person comes from a certain group my video is really about asking people to look at themselves rather than join the blame game i'm a bit hesitant to make it because i don't want to come off as preachy but this is really what i think now i also said it's wrong to accuse others falsely and again the person pointing the finger be it woman against a man man against a woman man against a man a woman against a woman whatever the accuser is just as capable of doing wrong as the accused i think the least likely to be false is a child against an adult though it's possible but i digress I was thinking about the accusations being made. What do you do if you suspect someone is a sexual predator? You do not know if they are just being slandered. You do not know who is guilty or innocent. Well, I think the actual court system is the best bet and better than the court of public opinion. If you take a religious perspective, I also think that oftentimes no one but the people involved and God knows what happened. You and I oftentimes can't know what happened between two people if we weren't there. The court system looks for evidence and proof and the institution has years of establishing what works and what doesn't. Of course, this does not make it infallible, but say the example with those two women who were musicians, Melanie Martinez and Timothy Heller. He said, she said is often something the public is not privy to. For both persons' potential innocence to be respected and potential guilt to be reprimanded, that is why the legal system exists. Before there was jungle justice and the court of public opinion, and there's a reason why the justice system morphed into what it is today. But then, 
What if you don't want to associate with someone regardless of official charges because you believe the accusation? I think that's up to you. I also want to say that growing up, when I took English in school, there was a clear definition of what is unbiased reporting and what is biased reporting. For example, I find that sexual assault isn't solidly defined so I understand what it means whenever someone says it, nor terms like racism or sexism. None of the major news agencies in the US are unbiased. Maybe this should be a separate topic and I think I'm going to go make a video about that and I sort of started it already. So even though I say that it is up to you, there is a responsibility that comes with that of engaging responsibility and listening responsibly and taking information in responsibly and being aware of bias. In terms of politics and people having to come to a consensus, then it would be up to the vote. The individual can decide if they want to work with someone or hire someone or do commerce with them or buy their products, etc. So this judgment isn't forced by someone else upon you. Basically, it is having voluntary association. And in the case of representation such as Roy Moore or Al Franken, that would be up to the vote again. Because sadly, a man could be innocent this is no endorsement but others can be swayed by the arguments against him and they should be able to not have him represent them if they choose so again since i mentioned engaging responsibly they should listen to the person's side and also understand their own bias but since it has to be a collective decision and consensus is involved with representation i think a vote is the best bet that's what i came up with trying to think of how do you actually resolve such an issue of mere opinion so people may be socially crucified even when they are innocent unfortunately but i don't don't think that should take the place of official charges and we know that the story is told as if accusations are facts and I do notice that people are more interested when it's someone from the enemy's rank. I can't believe I have to keep saying this <laughs> but evil does not exist in groups outside of yourself and as well a person does not represent their entire group. Again I'm not saying certain trends don't exist if you want to focus on specific categories but look at yourself because you cannot ever really know someone and whenever you are viewing them and their story especially surrounding touchy topics you are looking through your own experience. Take your troubles to the people who really hurt you speaking from experience that can include yourself. Don't take it out on people who represent something to you when you were not there and or don't know for sure what happened. Another question that came up for me is, do you want to vote based on the political agenda of the person or do you want to vote based on how you judge the character of the person? Again, I think that choice is up to you. Fortunately or unfortunately, in this world, most things are pretty gray. I know it really sounds like I am sitting on a fence, but the truth is, if you elect someone who is morally corrupt, oftentimes allegedly, their political agenda may result in a multitude of other things that are good and positively benefit people, at least in your opinion. At the same time, if you elect someone who is morally corrupt, they can continue to do bad things in their personal lives that negatively impact people and you are supporting that. The best thing would be to elect someone who has honorable morals as far as you know and who is also doing things you think are moral. But that's something that many people can't agree on, both whether or not this person is moral and whether or not his or her proposed actions are moral. So I advise people to sort out your own morals, not focus on others and let that lead you. Be aware that touchy things especially tend to be colored by our own background and experiences and we may not see it objectively, but I can't decide these things for anybody else. Anywho, this gets me to where I want to end, with some more personal thoughts on these topics. I think these are very personal issues and I wish there was more of a focus on addressing the psychological needs behind abusive behavior. In most crimes, I think this, where it's possible if the person isn't some sociopath. 
even then I think people should try. I think that should be done rather than punishment and retribution. I do think persons should be isolated and not allowed to harm others by violating boundaries, personal property, whether the body or things produced and legally acquired by that body. But shame I think is counterproductive in ultimately building a better society because things don't go away by being buried. They go away by being brought into the lights and processed. This is for all people from all walks of life of any gender and focusing on punishment and prison and just locking people away does not do that. I think where they go should actually be a correctional institution, not just entitled. Maybe this is me being optimistic. Maybe there are people who cannot be helped, but I think this should be the focus. I don't have the answers. I am sure there are people working on this. I mentioned in another video, writing exercises. But as a very intelligent species on the planet, if people want to put their focus and efforts there, the solution will come. But we won't have sympathy for others if we don't have sympathy for ourselves and from what I see most of us just deny and avoid anything difficult within us so of course we will just shame and deny and avoid the mirror image we see in others outside of ourselves. So those are my more personal thoughts on things like sexual abuse rather than just talking about the politics of it but as a footnote this may seem unrelated, but I really wanted to talk about this issue with this guy called Amos Yee, and he was advocating for the rights of a child to accept sexual touch by an adult. He was advocating for children's rights by saying that children should have the right to consent to be touched sexually. To apply logic, a child is not an adult and cannot make that decision with full knowledge of what is occurring. And also, I mentioned equality earlier and how that affects consent. Of course, I can't speak for anyone, but we were all children. We do not need to be that exact child to know that they do not understand. And the adult wanting to interact knows this even as he or she claims that the child can consent. That's a bit gross. The adult with better knowledge is taking advantage of the situation. This unequal level does not just have to be very small children and very grown adults. It also does apply to younger people like people in their teens and then much older people. There is a different mental level there and I'm sorry, I do think it's a bit gray, but I can also say that it's better to play it safe than not. I know other people have covered this topic, but I just wanted to speak out against it. I think that shaming people publicly and in unison sets clear guidelines or sanctions of what is acceptable or not in our society, and so protects others, in this case, innocent children. But I don't think shaming actually solves psychological issues, and I do believe we should cut at the root, not at the stem, nor just prune away the ugly foliage every time it takes a shape we don't like. I guess I wish we could create avenues for help while also protecting, but I don't think most people are focused on that. I think those answers are there if we try and find solutions. But I think people are just, just grossed out and they have these knee-jerk reactions, which is understandable. But again, I think if we really want to change things, we have to cut at the root. So as a postscript, this is just my opinion on the matter. I know I covered a lot of topics, but they all seemed related to me. I kind of wanted to get into statistics, but I couldn't really find much on that, except a lot on child sex abuse. And I guess it's related because children grow up into adults. And there does seem to be that girls experience it more. But the thing with statistics is you can say, oh, this has a greater percentage than that. But if you just isolate the other thing you're comparing it to, the other group that has a lesser percentage still has a lot, <laughs> so it's still important. I also read a few months ago about rape statistics and how much they're manipulated, so it's not really good to rely on them. And then there's also the issue of inaccurate reporting versus accurate reporting, so it's kind of hard to just look at statistics. I also think that there's a lot of uh, child sex trafficking 
and that kind of stuff it's really hard to know what to do about it because I guess it's an issue of power like I the power I have is the talk you know that's something that I can really do but I can't directly influence certain things that go on in the world because I'm just not there I can try not to I can turn I can try to not turn a blind eye and I can speak from my position. I can donate to people who help. I could start my own organization. I could start my own organization if I wanted. So those are things I can do, but I guess I just have to take it one step at a time because I can't save the world. <laughs> I can't. But I definitely think about those things and uh, it bothers me. Also kind of wanted to get into different cultures and places where there are things like child brides. Um, but you know, it would be such a long video. So thank you for watching. I'll talk to you soon. I want to make that video about bias versus unbiased news. Don't forget to donate and subscribe and hit the like button, even though I know I don't really need to tell you that. Thank you for watching. Have a great day or a great week. I don't know when I'll see you again. Bye.